I always find it much more awkward to start these when we're seeing the whites of each other's eyes as opposed to why are you looking at the whites of my eyes because it's because it's dark and they light up this dimly writ dimly <laughs> oh my dimly writ womb dimly writ womb we're in the womb <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's how's things how, how, how are you i feel i feel pranked colin i'm gonna i'm gonna give you that one i feel absolutely pra- i feel like i've been pranked uh, it, explain how well as you as you might well have known it was april fool's of course it was. And oh, man. I'm the fool because you told me we'd record on Monday, April Fool's Day. And it is now Tuesday. It is now technically Tuesday. So you got me. To be <laughs> That's a very good point. I mean the one thing I would say is that we did intend to record on Monday, but then, you know, our our electronic side project took over and frankly was having such a good time and was being so productive. I lost track of time. Yeah, I so did I. And it's now Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's now Tuesday. Hello, Tuesday. It, so we're talking semi-loudly, semi-quietly. Yeah. It's like a nice mix because I know we have neighbours or you have neighbours. I have neighbours. Uh, but also you have other people in this flat who may be trying to sleep at and this hour. cat. But cats never sleep. But they always sleep. It's just really weird. Cats are weird. <laughs> What's also weird is I can't see your mouth moving because you've got this mic muff or the mic the pop shield. <laughs> Not mic muff. That's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> um, a pop shield just st- yours is strategically angled to to give me full access to your face whereas All mine the, is more of a shield yeah i can see more of just like eyebrows moving and very, expre- <laughs> very expressive <laughs> eyebrows uh and that's also a dear listener if you couldn't tell is a live episode the first one in a long time actually i don't know how long since August, certainly. No. That was the last time I was here with all my kit. Really? Yeah. No. And before that was Infinity War, which was April last I, year. I, I reckon we're going to get a tweet like, you idiots, you did one in December. No, we didn't. This is literally the last time we wow. did it. Wow. We need to do these more often. We do. We do. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're going to get cracking. This is, of course, Seesaw Parade, the least dull show. I forgot the tagline, in but the also world. in the world. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, this also, includes all TV shows. <laughs> also the longest running season one of any Scottish entertainment podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm Colin and he is James sitting <laughs> on the opposite of the side of the room. Yeah, I got whites in my eyes. You do. And this episode will be completely unedited. Oh, do you? Other than for the insertion of clips, no, um, it's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's it saves us time, and you know we have been doing this for a long time. So you'd like to think our delivery would be quite polished by now, anyway. Just you wait. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, thank you, everybody who has got in touch. We were, or rather, I was hoping to have a review uh, from an external source, being my brother-in-law, sending a review of Triple Frontier. Ooh. But I've been told that that will be coming uh, in, time, in, in time for probably the next episode. So so thank you, Davey. Please do send that over. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I keep seeing adverts for Triple Frontier. It's all Netflix. It's showing me right now, uh, but I haven't watched it. All right. So that's, that's, that's Something coming. Something to look forward to for all the fans. And uh, David Wood also got in touch talking about the Christchurch footage, which we talked about in episode 160. Yeah. It was, if you, if you missed that, 
definitely will have a listen. It is a very interesting uh, topic. David said, uh, discussing whether or not the video of the Facebook Live should remain on the internet, he said, I think the chat about whether we can watch traumatic footage probably neglects the impact on the victim's family of that footage existing in a public space. And yeah, it's probably always going to exist, the dark web, etc. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't work to keep everything involving actual visible death off of public spaces. And then he says it's kind of like gun laws. Tighter regulation isn't about eradicating it. It's about minimizing it and its impact. David, thank you for that. James, thoughts? I don't really remember what I said last time we talked about it. I believe I kind of was verging on towards the end of my like monologue, saying that like some regulation could be alright. Like just give it to Pornhub and they can have a new a new section for like non non porn. You know, because they're really good at censoring. <laughs> that like, is true. They don't appear on Google unless you want them to. Absolutely. Right? So if you want to, you could control who ha- who is allowed to host it and then it make it illegal for other hosts to host it. But I don't think you can ever punish people for watching a thing. Just like you shouldn't punish the small-time drug users or the small-time criminals as much as you should. Absolutely, yes, yeah. That's that's a, that's a very well-put argument considering the time and how long we've been in each other's company. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but the point is that you can't you can't really ban things online. It's always going to be there, like the it is exactly like the message said. So it's just hard. As as much as. It's avoiding admitting defeat and saying, oh, it's, you know, the internet, it will always have these videos. It will always do it. We can't do anything. As much as partly that is true, the video will always be there, regardless of whatever yeah. efforts we make. Yeah, at least try. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, like, news channels should broadcast it or, like, put it in their in their top headline stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you should have to find it if you want to. It shouldn't just be forced down the, the throats exactly. of like, children on, on YouTube front page. Uh, just a completely unrelated and slightly lighter note before we start the show. Uh, James, you were privy to the conversation I had with my mum, who was uh, FaceTiming me earlier. Yeah. Very confused as to why she couldn't upload the contents of her hard drive to Google Docs. Oh, uh, of course, realizing it's Google Drive. Google Drive is. Free. And then being very confused as to why Google Drive already had her Google sign-in. Right. Uh, realizing that old people are still hilarious when it comes to technology. That headline. That's the headline of the podcast. Old people still don't get technology. Occasionally, okay. I get a phone call from my mom asking how to put an Ethernet cable in. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you, you just put you, it in. You, you plug it in. It doesn't go, and you turn it around a wee bit. And talking of people failing to understand things, MPs have failed once again to agree on the next steps for yeah. Brexit. This is- I think this was just the longest April Fool's <laughs> that the British government has pulled on us. Like, two years in the making. They've been building up to this day. Yeah, where they're like, actually, no Brexit, so but maybe. <laughs> just in the last couple of hours, uh, the Commons voted on four different motions for leaving the EU, including a customs union or a Norway-style arrangement keeping the UK in the single market, but none gained a majority. The, the vote's also not legally binding, so the government would not have been forced to adopt the proposals, but they would have been a pretty clear step forward had any of them passed, which none did. So One we're was really close. A couple of them were yeah, pretty close. A couple were close. The but people, wouldn't have done anything anyway. It would have also required the EU to go, okay. The which, peop- you know. Exactly. So what we're left with now is, is Theresa May has 11 days up until April 12th to decide whether to seek another extension from the EU or just leave with no deal. Ah. She is meeting with the cabinet later today, being Tuesday, 
to uh, discuss that further, perhaps make an announcement. And of course, she said that she would quit if people backed her deal. Yeah. But they, they didn't. It's kind of like reverse blackmail. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> James, where are we with this? I mean, I've, I've given you a brief summary, but give us a bigger, the bigger picture. Nothing's changed in the last two years. Big picture. You also had, uh, and this is a clip I'm going to use, Tory MP, Nick, or sorry, former Tory MP ah, Nick Bowles. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, who after his own motion was defeated, resigned from his own party. Let's have a listen to this. I have given everything to an attempt to find a compromise that can take this country out of the European Union while maintaining our economic strength and our political cohesion. I accept I have failed. I have failed chiefly because my party refuses to compromise. I regret, therefore, to announce that I can no longer sit for this party. Oh, Nick. Nick, don't go. Come on. Honourable gentlemen. Please, Nick. Nick, don't go. Please stay. stay. What would have been funny if he'd actually said, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's a really good point. I didn't consider that. I'm in. <laughs> what, what do you think of, of that? I mean, to me, as much as it's, okay, great on principle, it does seem a little bit dramatic. It's also a bit late. All of these people should have quit <laughs> a year, like a year ago. Yeah. But I, I think more people should quit. I think everyone should be quitting. Split the parties up. You know, we'll get a better democracy that way. We've, we've had people from the Lib Dems tonight criticising their colleagues, some of whom were voting for some of the motions and voting against others. Yeah, um, well, the Lib Dems are saying that they just want no Brexit, right? So anyone who votes for any of the Brexit options is going against the party. So it looks like they're just a bunch of the Conservatives voting a hard Brexit, but they're the opposite. It's just really confusing. Nobody's voting for anything, really. And then nothing gets through because no one can agree or compromise or, you know, be a government. We had the uh, Liberal Democrat Norman Lamb telling the BBC that the Commons was playing with fire and will unleash dark forces unless we learn to compromise. Since when did this Shadow monsters. Like Hogwarts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> we will unleash the dark forces unless dark we have forces. to compromise. Wait, no, that's just like Boris Johnson. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. That's No, what it is is J- Jacob Rees-Mogg. Moog, Mog. <laughs> 1940s cartoon man. Yeah. My question then is, if Theresa May does go, who on earth takes that job? An idiot. Boris Johnson. And it, yeah, Boris. <laughs> I'm glad we came to the same conclusion. Okay, well, I saw the meeting that she had with the, what do they call it, the 1918 committee or the 1922 committee, and reportedly Boris Johnson came out smiling from ear to ear. Ah. And he does have a trendy... his hair tussled uh, in his tie slightly well, uh, undone. Yeah, his, his hair has actually had a little bit of a revamp. <gasps> almost... Is that a mohawk? To look... It's not... It's almost to look more prime ministerial. Oh, but uh, if if he was our prime minister, I I I can't even imagine how that would go down. I mean, things are already going badly. I can't really imagine much worse. But I'm sure it would. Ha- I'm sure it would happen quickly. <laughs> let's 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 have another uh, look into the crystal balls. Do we leave with no deal, what? or or in do eleven we get, days? Let's say it's 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 a choice of two. Either uh. we get the extension or we leave with no deal. What's it going to be? Uh, I am going to do the, the coin landing on its side the, um, option of we, we revoke Article 50. 
Like there's heads and tails and there's landing on its side yep. and spinning for a while and staying still. I, we're going to revoke the, that all 50. Do you know, as much as that would be delightful, I fully expect or I fully anticipate Theresa May just being like, you know what? <sighs> Screw the lot of you. No deal. Yeah. Too bad. Just... You could have voted for my deal, but you didn't. Suck it up. It's just so dumb. It's all so dumb. It's been getting more and more dumb. How can our leaders be this incompetent? This is well. This is the reality we have to deal with. This is what politics has become in well, twenty nineteen. Well, it's because we asked them to literally do an impossible thing. I suppose, like that's why they're incompetent. Is because they're trying to achieve the impossible, but they're trying to achieve it, which is just dumb. They should just stop trying to achieve it. And also, regardless of how this ends up, and I do anticipate it being no deal at this point. Oh, no. Everyone will be, regardless of people who are happy about it. I'm crying. The majority will still be unhappy and say, "We want this. We want this. We want this." You will never please everybody. There's no deal. There's no. There's no deal, including no deal, <laughs> that will get the majority of people happy. Absolutely. So you just got to do the thing that makes the most people happy, which is to revoke Article Fifty. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Almost fifty percent of people want that to happen, whereas like. The, the rest of the 50% is split up between people who want hard Brexit, people yep. who want no deal, people who want soft Brexit. Like, that camp is just Brexit. really divided. So Runny Brexit. At maximum, you're going to please, like, 25% of the nation on that side. So just revoke it. Please, almost half the people, probably more than half at this point. Like, you're not going to be making anyone happy if you do anything except just quitting. Yeah. Re-un-Brexiting. Re, re the, the, the only... Well, one other major point before we move on is actually, if they did have a general election, I expect the Tories would still win. And become know. No, why? Because Jeremy Corbyn has been completely just incompetent and inept. He's done nothing. As the leader of the opposition. He's not done anything. He should have, from day one, been calling for another referendum. Yep. So took, that, took him two years to do that. Yeah, and now they're finally doing it, but it's way too late. Way too late. Uh, Come on, well, you know, he'll also stick in power in Labour. Whoever comes in the Conservatives will be this like new posh tough from whatever Eton... <laughs> And then we'll get the same thing over again. Just it might it might be someone taller or a different gender or like with bigger lenses on their glasses. <laughs> okay, right. Let's leave that where it is. Nice to talk about Brexit as a top story for once as opposed to just, well, same old, same old. Because now <laughs> we're at same old, same old, except it's just new levels of incompetence. So yes. I'm sure by the time this goes out, the terms will have changed again. Let's talk some movie news then. Starting with this one, which is is, is interesting. Joel Cohen from the Cohen Brothers. One, yeah, the Cohen brother. Cohen brother. Yeah. If he's the older one, younger one, unsure. He is at the moment working on a remake of Macbeth. <laughs> well, that's revolutionary. <laughs> What's revolutionary is he's got Denzel Washington <gasps> and Francis McDormand as the lead characters. So Denzel's playing Lady Macbeth. Well, yeah, exactly. 20, 2019 spin. Uh, obviously, the last time we saw Macbeth was Michael Fassbender. Like last year. A couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure there was a Macbeth film last year, with, though. With Justin Kurzel directing. I really enjoyed that version of Macbeth. It was nice. And it held pretty true to the, to the, to the play itself, the Scottish play. Where does this one sit? Because Denzel Washington is about as far from Scottish as I am from the moon right now. Whoa. He's English. What? No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's, he's American. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Will he do a Scottish accent? Or are they going to make it like a contemporary American thing like you did with that one Romeo and Juliet film? Well, see, that's what I, I'd expect it to, to be. I mean, to me... They're going to go like modern setting. Yes. Gangland. 
stuff. Yes. That just seems insensitive. They're going to go modern set- setting corporate stuff. As much as this, like, this interests me, I'm just unsure how on earth you'd make this work. I am just tired of Macbeth films. I'm sure there was one last year. It was, Maybe a, it was after Fastbenders. It was a couple of years ago, yeah, the Fastbenders there one. There was Fastbenders one. There was like that pet project that has Sean Bean in it and, and what you may call him from Game of Thrones, the old guy. There was Macbeth like two years before. There's been Macbeth films endlessly. I mean, it's because it's, it's a, a great good story. story, but just do something new. Well, so why do you think they keep coming back to it? Well, because it's free, right? <laughs> it's, it's in the public <laughs> domain. You don't have to be creative to steal something from the public domain. Yeah, that's that's very true. So so we're giving this like a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'm, I'm sure it'll be all right, but who cares? It's another Macbeth film. Very good point. Let's watch a couple of trailers. Let's listen to a couple of trailers. And if you like the sound of them, go check them out. Let's start with this, which is called The Dead Don't Die. It is a zombie film because they're back in fashion. It's, Again, yeah. It's from Jim Jarmusch. Now, Jim Jarmusch is a, probably one of the biggest names in indie cinema. He's done a lot of these uh, little art house films. The last one I saw was called Patterson, oh, yeah. about a bus driver called Patterson in the town of Patterson, <gasps> which was Adam Driver in 2016. He before, Adam Driver. Before he really took off. So this is Jim Jarmusch directing one of the most star-studded casts I've ever seen in a zombie film. Here's a clip. What the hell was it? A wild animal? This is really awful. Maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. What was it, wild animals? So what are you thinking? I'm thinking zombies. What? You know, the undead. Ghouls. James, what did you think of this? I want to see this film. So do I. Yeah, like it's got the right amount of goof and it's got the right amount of like, it kind of looks a bit scary but funny. Like I'm keen. And Mr. Driver's got a good deadpan. He's he's brilliantly deadpan. He had the same in Patterson. He has the same in Logan Lucky. Yeah. And also in Black Klansman, which I got a bit of a I got a bit of a Black Klansman vibe from this, just in terms of the, the tone. Yeah. There's a couple of things with the trailer, as much as there is like a star studded cast and they make sure to show that off. Oh yeah. It literally does show you the whole film. I think I believe it does. From from start to finish. But I think with a zombie film, unless you're doing something completely different, we already know the entire film. It's basically here's your cast of living people. They slowly get picked off. Here's the last stand. And then in half the films they make it through the last stand and in the other half they don't. So unless the film's doing something revolutionary with the zombie thing, like I don't know, there's nothing left that's revolutionary. <laughs> You can't really spoil it in the trailer because we already know the story. Is the zombie genre dead? It won't die. <laughs> I'll rephrase. Is the zombie genre overdone? Uh, I don't think so. Because every now and then you get a new zombie film that just tickles everyone the right way. Yeah. So you get a lot of the bad ones, like all the whatever the living deads. They're getting they're getting bland and boring. Yep. Uh, but like when Zombieland came along. That, that was really, really up. good and fresh. And yep. then this looks like it could be really good and fresh. Shaun of the Dead, Shaun I'd of argue. the Dead, again, because it was so self-referential and meta to the genre, was really, really good. Like So it's about meshing your zombie film with some other form of storytelling. That makes it That'll fresher. Make it yeah. Whereas I don't know what this one's doing to do that. It might just be the fact that they're doing deadpan comedy as a zombie film, which, you know, I like. And it's got Bill Murray in it, so... Yeah, as all zombie films do these days, apparently. <laughs> Okay, second trailer for... Is that because his career is dead? Maybe. Maybe. 
desperate attempt to resuscitate it. Nah, he's fine. John Wick 3 has another trailer. Let's have a listen. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. All of this for what? Because of a puppy? Wasn't just a puppy. James, John Wick, para, Parabellum. That's what that's what they're calling Parabellum. it. Parabola. Really stupid name. Apparently something to do with Latin and war. The trailer, what do you think? It looks like a John Wick film. So I'm all thumbs up. Yeah, I would agree. We got we got John Wick doing things and we got people going like, oh boy, John Wick though, he's 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 pretty hard to kill. And then he's busy being hard to kill. And then we got some dogs and I like dogs. Yep. So, you know, if this is the third and final film in the John Wick trilogy, I'm I'm keen to see it. I'm keen to enjoy it. And I'm sure it'll be great. Do you th- I, I did like the trailer. I, I felt perhaps it showed, again, just a little too much of the film for my liking. But much like the other John Wick films, we know that the whole film is just him trying to either kill people or not be killed by other people. Uh, and then yeah. this one, since it's the third and final one, I, I believe, the question is, does he survive? Well, l- let me ask you, does he survive? No. No, I'm going to say he dies. Oh, but his dog survives. His dog survives and carries his legacy into the next generation of assassins. <laughs> next franchise, 10 years down the line, John Wick's dog. John Wick's dog. It just becomes one of those like homeward bound movies. <laughs> it's a dog that's like awkwardly moving its mouth with bad CGI. I'd watch that. Okay. Before we talk um, what we've been watching, let's go very briefly to some new character posters <gasps> for Avengers Endgame. We're about four weeks out. In fact, less than that. Three and a half weeks out from uh, Endgame. I am so... I'm excited. I'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited. <laughs> three hours and two minutes long, by the way. Three hours and two minutes. Three hours. Uh, I see. I heard it was three minutes. hours and I was like, I can do that. But that extra two minutes, I'm not so sure anymore. Right. So the posters, there was two ones I want to talk to you about. The first one, which was in black and white, meaning <gasps> she has been dusted. <gasps> is Shuri, who is oh, no. the wise, wise cracking cyber girl. Cyber girl been been dusted. Do we care? Well, she was the one that was copying... Whatchamacallit? Vision's head. Yeah, Bettany. Paul Bettany. <laughs> she was getting a digital copy of digital Paul Bettany. Yes, she was. So, it, like, does that mean that his digital copy isn't going to be in the film? Because I was really hoping to hear his voice again. Okay. Uh, secondly, I, I realised I lied. I said there was two. I'm gonna, there's a third one. Loki is in black and white. Boy, he died. He's in the, for some reason, he's in the character poster. Yes. Which makes you think that one of the time jumps going back in time is going to be them like going to Loki's past and like hiding him in a safe location. Right. Just stay in this cupboard. Just don't go and try and stab Thanos, right? Well, just the, hide, give him the thingy, go hide. The theory going is that if you watch back that scene where he tries to stab Thanos, he's using his other hand, yeah, the double so it's bluff. projection. Yeah, he's doing like the triple bluff. The triple the bluff. The bluff. I don't like, know how many levels of bluff he's doing, but like, so please, many levels. I just want him to be dead. Like faking his own death. They're like, come on, at some point you have to start killing off characters. Like, yeah. I, I, like none of the dusted folks are dead. Gamora's maybe dead, but probably not dead. No, They'll go back dead. in time and save her. They'll go back in time and save Loki. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, hold on. Just before we get to the to the finale deaths, uh, the only one who was in colour, who wasn't in Endgame, is Tessa Thompson's character, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, that's cool. Which is cool, but where was she the whole of the last film? Uh, she was on the, the ship of half the ship that Thor was on that survived. <laughs> Hiding? Yeah, just 
protecting them from space. Now, now that I've the seen the darkness of space. Now that I've seen that poster, yeah. I'm thinking, right, she's got to be in this movie. Yeah, like she'll she'll come back to help. You know, she'll she'll find a safe place for all of the the other the remaining um, the, the remaining Thor Thor people the unsnapped the unsnapped people and also um, gladiator monsters from that planet. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And then Korg. yeah, Korg, Korg who didn't get snapped, but also isn't on the character posters. He is not. Sorry, sorry, Watiti. <laughs> I wish I wish you were in this film. Right. Okay. Well, but there was also like John Favreau's character, and who cares about him? Yeah. Why is like why is Happy <laughs> why Hogan is he on still, it? Why is he still like in any of these films? But he's in color, so he's he's, he's all right. He's gonna play a significant part somehow. He's gonna like drive a car, <laughs> some somewhere. Okay. Uh, talking of Taika Waititi, uh, news this week is that actually he's going to be. In a movie, as opposed oh, to directing yeah. it, it was he's, scheduling conflicts. He's That's joining. Why he's not the hero of, of, of Infinity, whatever. No, Endgame. Yeah, it's why it's why Korg isn't saving Endgame. Uh, Taika Waititi is joining Ryan Reynolds for a video game comedy called Free Guy. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I like Taika when he's in things as opposed to just. He's a good things. actor. Yeah, he he's very funny. Yeah, That's good news. And the film looks fun. And oh, it does. The good cast as well. Yeah. And uh, just before we wrap up for the movie news of the week. New Mutants. <gasps> that film. Now, if you are a long-time listener to, to Seesaw Parade... By that we mean, like, before August last year. Oh, no, it was long before that. Yeah, I know, but that was the earliest I could remember. Okay. Well, we've been talking about this film for a while. This is a spin-off in the X-Men series. It was talked about. It's going to be a 15. It's going to be a horror vibe, seeing as Logan did so well, being a 15 or R-rated. It has a, a, a starring role, Maisie Williams, from... Game of Thrones fame and other cool young hip actors oh, yeah. slash yeah. guys and girls who are not young but are playing young characters. This film was meant to come out six months ago. A trailer's been on the internet for over a year, but then reportedly bosses said they wanted to make it scarier, so they were going to have reshoots. And then the film got delayed by nine months. It's now been delayed indefinitely. Yeah, because the Disney are busy acquiring. Well, Fox. well, so so this is the news this week. Maisie Williams in an interview promoting Game of Thrones says the movie is in quotes up in the air, and the reported it's a different film entirely. <laughs> and the reported make them scarier or make it scarier reshoots actually didn't happen. So they're yet to happen. So what what do you, what do you make of this? Like, why is the film up in the air, and why are these reshoots not happening? You gotta wait till Disney like acquires the entirety of Fox's film division, and once they acquire the entirety of Fox's film division, they'll start like crawling through all the films that have been postponed, like but, all the like the ten X Men films that have been postponed, and they'll like. But start Dark Phoenix, reshoots. it's still coming out this summer. I bet it gets delayed. Okay, fine. So you you still think this film will come out eventually? And I it'll think be, it will. There will be reshoots, and then they'll realize that the actors have aged so much that they need to reshoot the entire film. Well, see, that's that's the thing. A lot of these actors are are actresses are young. Yeah, like they're at the age where you're still every year makes you look more mature, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm beyond that. Every year just makes me look more tired. <laughs> Disney, you're right. The Disney merger with Fox. I believe is an issue here, but also I think there's more to it because they moved this film long before yeah, yeah. those other legal yeah. wrangles started. Yeah, there's the whole Disney thing, and then there's also the fact that the film was just bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay, time is running away from us. Uh, make it short and sharp this evening, S this morning. Let's talk about what we've been watching, <laughs> shall we? Let's start just before I talk about Jordan Peele's new movie. 
his follow-up from Get Out, which uh, I saw a couple of days ago. I also finished re-watching Avengers Assemble. Hey. Now, before we, just to wrap up that sort of whole Marvel chat and t- talking of killing off characters, Avengers Assemble, if you remember, kills off Quicksilver. Oh, played by that one? I played... thought that was Age of Ultron. Sorry, that's what I meant. Age of Ultron. I did it. Yes, you did. Age of Ultron. I keep getting mixed up. So that kills off Quicksilver. Yeah. Played by Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Yeah. With a dodgy accent. Yeah. And then Scarlet Witch's accent gradually disappears over the following... Yeah, she becomes American slowly. She does. Yeah. I see. I like Age of Ultron. It, on a, on a, like a second or third rewatch at this point, it has so many gaps... And things which are left completely unexplained, like Thor's whole scene when he's in a big pool and suddenly he starts, I don't know, convulsing and seeing visions. Oh, yeah. it's, it's never explained oh, yeah. what he's doing there or what he finds out. Only if you watch a deleted scene from the DVD or on YouTube, it actually makes sense. Okay. But you actually, when you're yeah, that, watching it... that film it, was, like, not the best. When you're watching it, suddenly he just appears out of nowhere and brings vision to life. Yeah. Ultron as a character was just kind of boring. Uh, he's he's well voiced by James Spader. I like James yeah, Spader a lot. Yeah, yeah, the the voice acting was nice. But I think having a CGI bad guy who's Plus unable, like a billion other ones of him, exactly, who's unable to portray any emotion in comparison to say Thanos, who actually is played with, emp- you know, empathy and yeah. and some actual humanity. Yeah. As opposed to a robot. Yeah, and there's also no power curve for the bad guys, if I remember correctly, because like at one point the bad guys are taking down like Iron Man and Thor and everyone. And at another point they're just getting killed by guns. I don't I don't know. I didn't like that film very much. I, I think that Quicksilver's character poster for Infinity whatever and of Endgame just hasn't been released. He's gonna get a poster <laughs> and one of the other plot points of the backwards time travel is gonna be to go save him. To go save him. He's super fast. <laughs> well, exactly. He's going to save the day by being super fast. He's going to grab Ant-Man in Ant-Man's small form and, like, just place Ant-Man in Thanos' like, ear canal. <laughs> Ant-Man's just going to go run about there, like, pulling out Thanos' well, neurons right. in his brain. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great idea. Um, okay. I could kill Thanos if I was these guys. <laughs> um, that's right. Okay, so just to wrap that up. You know what? I liked hold on, I liked Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. I think the he got actu- a good story. Yeah. They actually give him story and probably because he was given zero in yeah. the first Avengers film, which is one of the, the negative points of that one. If you compare Ultron to the rest of the Marvel franchise and the Marvel canon, it's definitely the lower half for me. Oh for sure, yeah. Uh, and it just has and it has too many of these moments where similarly to Captain Marvel actually, you're 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 watching the line and thinking was that meant to be funny? Was, is, is, am I missing a joke? Or was yeah. that just bad? Yeah. But, oh, you know, it, it was what it was. Right. Before I talk about Jordan Peele's new film, have you seen anything I'm worth tr- reporting this week? I'm trawling through through, through a, an anime called Hunter x Hunter, or Hunter Cross Hunter, depending on how you chat about it. It's one of the older ones. It's pretty long. I'm in season two. But it is amazing. I love every well, moment nice. of it. So I'll talk about that when I finish the whole thing okay. eventually. Uh I, I would like to highlight one YouTube channel, if I may, this week, Do which it. has been sending me to sleep at nights because it's just so Boring. so chill. No, it's really chill. Oh, nice. It's the nicest channel. It's called The Craftsman. And that sounds like I'm saying Craftsman. Craftsman. But it's without the T of crafts. Oh, it's just Craftsman. Craftsman, okay. Uh, it is the most delightful and wholesome crafting YouTube channel <laughs> in the world. 
discovering that has been the highlight of my my YouTube experience wow. recently. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a brilliant channel. He just makes things, whatever. Sometimes he's making like little um, action figures. Sometimes he's teaching you how to transfer um, ink from a printer to a block of wood. <laughs> Sometimes he's teaching you how to make jewelry out of old circuit boards. It's incredible. Brilliant. Yeah. Genuinely, wow. go watch that. I don't care about TV anymore. I'm just watching crafting channels on YouTube. I watched a video of a Japanese man doing traditional Japanese printing of art, and it was just, it was so good. Wow. Okay, well, let me review Jordan Peele's new movie then. It's called Us. Uh, it's his follow-up from Get Out, which was critically acclaimed and absolutely brilliant in 2017. It was my favorite film of that year. Us is a weird movie. Right. It's very, very strange. Right. It is enjoyable. It's in terms of the horror elements, there is less of it than there was in Get Out. Okay. In that even some of the deaths are very, very mild. Right. It's funny. It's entertaining. It tells a good story. And it has, again, very similar to Get Out, has some societal, uh, cultural analogies or allegories. Yeah, one of the two. Or both. Lapita Nyong'o in the, in the lead role, which is a dual role, because if you've seen the trailer, you know it's it's us. It's, yeah. it's They're being essentially antagonized and killed by themselves. Yeah. Her performance is absolutely stunning. She's brilliant. She is. Oh, and, but it's, as much as you see her in the trailer kind of show a bit of uh, emotion... It's her performance as her doppelganger. Right. Just blew me away. All right. She absolutely has to be in amongst the conversation once us starts getting recognition. If she's failed to be recognized, there's a serious problem. Right. Because she is she was just mind-blowingly good. And even like Winston Duke, who uh, you may know from from Black Panther, he's very good as well, mm-hmm. but she has so much to work with. And the character, she, oh man, the character she she's portraying just requires so much depth and so much uh, emotion to be portrayed. And she absolutely nails it. Yeah. Really, yeah. A weird film. It's not in the same league as Get Out. Right. It's not. So I would lower your hopes if you're going to go see it thinking, oh, this is going to be the, the, the next Get Out. It's not, but it's still good. Okay. It's enjoyable. And uh, although there is a little bit of an exposition explosion at the very end like things are explained if you if someone has if someone else if one of you listeners out there has seen it would like to discuss the ending absolutely because i thought as much as some people didn't like it i did yeah i thought it just it just gave a little bit of a twist at the end okay so this in this instance having a bit of exposition just chucked at the audience via dialogue was okay yes because i think had that bit of exposition not been included Sure, the audience may be saying, yes, well, I wonder if actually, if, if this was the case after all. It would have, you know, it, exp- it answers a question which otherwise would have been in the audience's mind anyway. Right. But I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was a worthy inclusion. Do you it's, still get left with some questions? Yes. You think, okay, that's fine. As Absolutely. long as the audience is going home thinking about the film, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm still thinking about it. You know, that was two days ago. That's good then. So, yeah, that is a good thing. Did you see that Mr. Peel tweeted to say that... He doesn't see him foresee himself casting a, a white actor in a, any lead roles in the future. Really? Yeah, and more importantly, the, the internet took offense to this. Goodness, really? Yeah. Oh, grew up internet. Yeah, grew El- up internet. Elizabeth Moss is in 
us. Yeah. She has a kind of a, a fairly chunky role. It's okay. Yeah. She's all, she's very good. No, I mean, it's all right. If, if he foresees himself trying to make films for his entire career that are bringing up, like, um, black actors from, you know, whatever other films or from being unknown entirely to the forefront of Hollywood, then that's, mm-hmm. that's up to him to and do. White people being offended by Jordan Peele saying he might not cast white people in a lead role is so... Yeah, white like, yeah <laughs> okay let's wrap up uh let's start with it let's start with the light story sorry i know this i know that sounds ridiculous t- coming from us but you know well, yeah but we're not complaining about not getting cast well, exactly. in major films like i'm pretty sure n- no one in hollywood cares either it's yeah, just it, like a bunch of people being offended for a bunch of other people again okay let's start with the 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 lightest story shall we oh didn't um oh. see what i did there Oh boy. Daylight savings. There we go. The EU has voted to end changing the clocks yeah. by the year 2021. And yeah. this will also apply to the UK. Absolutely. They're the final gift to us before we depart. <laughs> exactly. Which means, yeah, good goodbye uh, clock changing. What clock would you rather be on? The one that, the, stan- the as standard on, one. As on winter clock or summer clock? Which is the standard one? I don't know. How do I, whichever <laughs> one makes the mornings darker. I'd rather have mornings dark than evenings so dark. So it's British summertime. Right, cool. I'd rather be in summertime than, because I hate getting woken up in the morning by the sun well, at see, like 6am. Too, but then also I hate like going to work and it's still being dark. So it's but a that's tough just one. inevitable. It's a tough one. I do really enjoy the, the light evenings and it's really nice actually just, you know, it's seven o'clock and it's still bright outside. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a difficult one actually. Let's we should, do a poll. Let's do a see some like, poll. Yeah, like, we're in. I I'll we'll get like me and you responding to the poll, <laughs> and then like the deciding vote from one of our fans slash listeners who won't identify as a fan. Exactly right. Penultimately, Jesse Smollett, the Empire actor, who of course was uh, like this year's silliest boy. Yeah, I t- that story. The story is mad. So if you um are still catching up on this this timeline of the events. So Jesse Smollett essentially reported a uh, an attack which he alleged was homophobic and racist. Yeah, hate in, crime. A hate crime in January of this year. Within a few weeks, he was then arrested, accused of faking the entire thing. Yeah, and he, this, paid, he paid to, 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 to two brothers. To his friends who were brothers or two random people who were brothers to, to do the attack. Yeah, so so all this, this timeline is coming back and forth, back and forth. Empire dropped him from the show. The director, after pouring out, you know, a huge outpouring of support for him initially, afterwards said, oh, we couldn't believe we've been uh, kind of duped in this way. Yeah. And now all the charges have been dropped. Yeah. There's a little bit more to that than that. Prosecutors have dropped the charges, but the lead prosecutor said, I think he's guilty, but he's forfeit his bond, some sort of financial payment yeah. uh, from the city of Chicago. And also he did some voluntary service in the community. So therefore, we believe this outcome is a just disposition and an appropriate resolution to this case. And right. that, that's what he said. So they think that like getting a payment of, what was it, 130 $130,000, yeah. And for the city and some community services is, is like enough to to make up for this like national scandal of like pretending to be in a victim of hate crime. I mean, it was all, it was really sorry, sorry, really I think poorly it's poorly done as well. He should be in prison just for how poorly he did. Ten thousand dollars, not one hundred thirty thousand. Flip, that's tiny. Ten thousand dollars. No way is that enough. Like um, he caused he caused quite the ruckus. So the the chief of Chicago police essentially said 
The city is still owed an apology, and this is, he described it, as a whitewash of justice. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, it was Mr. Smollett who committed this hoax, period. Yeah, I mean, he did it, and it was really obvious. And the stuff that he paid the brothers to say is, like, embarrassingly, obviously, badly written. Like, it's 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 bad TV dialogue. And then he, there was, oh, yeah. like, this hate mail that he, that he sent to himself that yep. was, like, cut out of magazines and was also really dumb. So I don't, I, I don't understand, then, why prosecutors have dropped the charges. I don't either. Because clearly, he, if you read between the lines, he did it. He yeah. refused to hand over his phone yeah. in the days after the attack, which he said because he had private photos and voice memos on it. Oh, boy. Just like, put him on your laptop first. Anyway, <laughs> and then, yeah, the brothers who... Oh, man, the whole thing just... Like, they apparently recognized him as this random, like, extra from Empire on the street at, like, two in the morning. Yep. And, like, made a big deal out of it. Like, he was just... He literally wanted recognition. That's come out as well. He just wanted his name to he get He just wanted bigger. to be famous. Yeah. He wasn't famous enough. He was making, like, millions from the show, but he just wanted to get more. Yeah. Like, he, he should be in more trouble than this. But I reckon his career is probably a wee bit down the drain I hope his career well, is yeah. down the drain he also described himself at one point as the gay Tupac ah he's the gay Tupac because you know that makes sense <laughs> indeed I just, right. I just feel like I, I don't like this guy at all and that it's okay for everybody in the world to not like this guy at all absolutely I hope he's got no friends now let's finish up with someone else who has lots of friends if you believe him Donald Trump oh man you got me oh I totally absolutely really had you hanging April Fools <laughs> oh okay so this is the uh, we're a little bit late here but the Mueller report finally was published, and the yeah. uh, redacted version is, is said to be published in the next few well, weeks. The report wasn't published. A summary a of summary. the report was published. A summary written by like Trump's appoint Trump's right. own appointed um, attorney general. But the report apparently apparently clears him and his team of collusion, but yeah. does not exonerate him. Something like of that. Of obstruction. Of obstruction of justice. Trump then claimed he's been exonerated. Completely. Which, you know, <laughs> it just goes against the summary. <laughs> so, so now what? After all that? Well, there's still, I don't know how many dozen, like, spin-off investigations still ongoing <laughs> from all the stuff that Mueller was turning up. Yep. And going, wait, this doesn't fit the bill for the thing I'm investigating. I'll make a new team to handle this one. <laughs> so we'll just wait for all those to come in. Like, there's... Like, Trump's hands seem to be clean on the whole Russian thing. Seem to be. I don't know. There's a lot of people been getting in trouble for this. So I don't really see how anyone's been okay and how this is exoneration. Yeah. I think the media was expecting it to be bigger than it was. Yes, I yes, think, absolutely. I think generally the world was expecting it to be bigger than it was. Myself included. Myself included. Uh, however, this does not mean that Trump's clean. In any way. There's okay. still dozens of investigations into his early, his campaign, his presidency, almost every aspect of his being. Including the fact that uh, the White House allegedly reversed security clearance denials. So whistleblowers told Congress that dozens of people who were rejected for security clearance of the, the, uh, for the Trump administration uh, were suddenly overturned without reason. Yeah. So despite the fact that this is uh, Trisha Newbold, who's worked for Republican and Democrat uh, legislations or houses, said that applications that were denied for serious disqualifying issues were later reversed yeah, that's with good. little to no explanation. That's encouraging. So uh, this is apparently because, you know, Trump talked about draining the swamp. So it required bringing in lots of fresh faces, lots of people who needed security clearance applications, yeah. and just so many that were failing. And Trisha Newbold said this was, uh, in some cases, uh, to do with, let's see, 
financial problems, drug use, criminal conduct, foreign influence, conflicts of interest, <laughs> oh concerning personal oh conduct dear. too. Okay. So this committee, you're right, is uh, is investigating the background checks of, of some of these members of staff, including Ivanka Trump and her husband, Jared Kushner. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's a whole bunch of just really not that great stuff going on still ongoing in the White House. And then there's just Trump's own personal life for, for his entire career. He's been like being being a tax fraud and, and financial, just everything that is scandalous, managing to do it <laughs> like it's the FBI recently released i don't know why they don't put these guys down i don't get it because they've released like 40 years worth like a summary of some of the things that trump's done in the last 40 years that the fbi has taken and some of it's like calling up people to say they've won the lottery telling them to give him whatever 20 something thousand dollars and then they'll get the lottery money and then just not giving them any money really like the nigerian prince scam but trump's <laughs> doing, trump's organization's doing it to incredible people. like there's been really really bad stuff from ages before he was a president i don't understand how someone like that can get this far without going down yeah and like it's kind of whittling my hope that he will go down but surely surely he has to go down there's so much bad going on i know i know well we live in hope james we are at the end of what has been a whistle stop tour of a podcast is there anything else for you to add uh i don't i don't think so i like your ghostbusters t-shirt by the way thank you i've only just noticed it despite the fact i've been here for most of the evening yeah that's a classic i do like i do like the old ghostbusters nice hopefully the reboot is going to be good <laughs> okay uh, remind people how to get in touch if they would wish to do so. If you wish to get in touch with us, email us, please. Yeah. That's the priority, is the only email. Mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Unless you work at SoundCloud, don't email us if you work at SoundCloud. Um, don't appreciate your emails. Yeah. Um, Twitter, we are Seesaw Parade. Tweet us. Instagram, we don't have. Snapchat, we do have. We do. Seesaw Parade. Facebook, we have, but we just don't really look at that. Uh, I don't really know. If you want to get in touch with us, just talk to us in real life. Do it, absolutely. I'm, I'm unavailable. I might like take four days to reply, but it still means I've read your message. And of course, if you have seen anything, we're now extending it to YouTube shows and YouTube, YouTube channels. Yeah, if you can recommend me a YouTube channel that makes you feel chill and takes away the worries of the world. Give us an audio review of a TV series or a film you've seen. That would be awesome. It or saves a book us you've seen. Or a book you've seen. Yeah, or like a nice piece of art you've oh, seen. Maybe just someone who walked past and was really pretty. Yeah, or like a shop front. A okay. nice looking shop front. The high street is underrated these okay. days. James, time to end. It is. It's been a pleasure. Aye. And uh, we'll see the whites of your eyes sometime soon. Hopefully sooner than like, you know, several months. <laughs> okay, right. Bye, James. I'll see you. I'll bye. see you at some point. Bye, Colin. Bye, audience. Sorry for the unedited show. Welcome to real life. But bye, Korg. <laughs>